Hey, welcome back to Bitch Prince. We are still working from a quarantine space and probably will till at least June. I'm not panicking, but let's take it day by day. So we come home from work normally. Right now we're working from home, but let's pretend like we actually got to leave the house today and go somewhere besides a quick walk around the block before we ran into someone that was closer than six feet from us. So we come home from work. There's a warm feeling in the air the second that we open that door. We hear the faintest sound of a raspy voice and realize that it's soft music playing. We look over and there's definitely a candle lit. You can see the light dancing. Romanticism is filling your space and your stomach begins to flutter. You look over and there's wine on the table, a whole bottle of fresh wine. There's a smell in the air that you just can't quite place and you know what's about to go down. It's dinner, guys. Get your head out of the gutter. It's dinner. It's dinner. Your partner's making you dinner. I previously mentioned that we are going to talk a lot about expectations on this podcast because in reality, that is the hardest thing that women have to deal with as career women, as independent women, are those societal expectations stemmed from decades, if not centuries ago, that shouldn't apply anymore, but somehow still do and have not evolved quite yet. One of those is cooking dinner. Women live in the kitchen. Yeah, no, we don't. Everyone should live in the kitchen. We are all humans and we all should know how to cook and feed ourselves. And I don't just mean heating up a frozen pizza, setting the oven to a certain temperature and throwing some chicken in for ah, 30 minutes. It'll be fine. Can't be that dry. As a woman, it is expected of us to be a homemaker. Don't get me wrong, I love hosting. I'll probably talk about that a lot. I grew up in a Jewish family, so hosting's kind of in my blood, as I believe I mentioned in the first episode. And I love hosting, but when I want to host, it should be a hobby, not an expectation. It should be a form of self-care, not a requirement. So as a woman who works a full 40 plus hour work week and has a husband that does the same because really who in my age group of a millennial can actually afford to not have both people working at this point? We both work the same hours and we like a really good decent meal at the end of the day. My husband is more likely to live off of chicken fingers and fries than me. I need a little bit more health. I eat more than he does, kind of a binge eater, but I eat healthier options as well. But all in all, we like coming home to a cooked meal. Go back in time to the 1950s or the 60s and just picture how mad one of those husbands might get when they walk in the door and there's not a hot meal and a dessert waiting for them right when they get home. Well, we don't have that luxury anymore when both partners work from home. Men, women, whatever gender, we do not have that luxury. It's really difficult as well for the men that grew up with moms that maybe did do both like mine or like my mother who was able to be a stay-at-home mom because of my father's income and she was a superhero stay-at-home mom, let me tell you that. She was able to cook every night. That was part of her job. 
Well, it's not part of my job. Zach and I are both humans and we both work the same amount of damn hours. When we Now there's no question that I am maybe a little bit more talented at cooking than Zach. I definitely hit up the grocery and finish in a way quicker amount of time than Zach does. So I usually am the one that handles the groceries. But I do like cooking when it's not an expectation. So when Zach and I first got together, there kind of got to be this idea in his head when I would get frustrated because I was making dinner and he was just lounging. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, well, why didn't you clean the dishes? And he was like, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. And we definitely had that kind of friction when we were very, very first living together about six, seven years ago. And all of that summed up to expectations. And I had to explain to him, yeah, I'm good at cooking. Yes, I like cooking. But just like someone who likes having a clean house and likes things to be clean, they don't like cleaning. I don't just absolutely love having to cook every night. I'm just like everybody else. Some days the idea of cooking or even thinking about what to cook after an incredibly long or strenuous or busy work day makes me want to punch a small animal. Just kidding. Don't punch small animals. They are lovely and gorgeous. And if you hurt harm animals, they are, that is probably a sign that you might be a serial killer. So just throwing that out there. So when we first got together, I kind of had to say, okay, no, I'm not going to just cook dinner after work when we have both worked all day while you sit and play video games. That's that's not how this works. We're not going to both turn off our computer at the same time of the day. You get to go play video games and I'm cooking for us. That is still a job of the home and we both should be doing it together or at least splitting it up. Another big thing that I know that heterosexuals do experience a lot when it comes to the wife and husband dynamic. I can't really say, you know, if this is in other gender relationships, but I know that one of my friends shared this story with me once, not naming names because she is not here to share it herself. So this is anonymous. But when I was venting about this once with one of my friends of how, why am I expected to cook? She shared a story with me about how her husband did actually cook a meal for her family. And she's cooked meals for her family plenty of times, like her mom and her sisters and siblings and yada yada. When she cooks, it is expected. And I definitely have experienced that as well. I have had my family over for meals, and while they've never put pressure on me to do so, it was always like, you know, oh, this meal is really good, but it was just kind of like, well, I mean, cooking's in your wheelhouse. Like, there was no, like, magic celebration of, oh my gosh, Mallory, the salad is divine. How did you bread the chicken in this way? You must have slaved for hours. I have family members and women in my family that are caterers and have lived their life cooking for their family because they were stay-at-home moms, which is a huge job in and of itself. But for someone that cooking is an extra effort because I don't have as much time to plan, to search recipe books or in our case, online recipes, to go to the grocery, to cook a meal. If I get off work at five o'clock and people are coming over at 6.30, how the fuck do you time manage that? Especially if you're not making little appetizers and you're making a full course meal. 
my friend had her husband cook for her family. And she experienced this lovely thing that I have as well, where when the husband cooks, they get this insane amount of celebration. Her entire family, including her parents, who you think would know better because she does have a working mother, was just so elated and overjoyed that this husband actually cooked a full meal and it was delicious. They were literally worshiping the ground he walked on and kissing his feet for the entire meal. And she called me and she was a little upset because whenever she cooks for her family, to her it is still a huge effort, it is still special, and even they, as a family, treat it kind of as, well, yeah, no, that was really good, but I mean, you know, you do that, you're a woman, like that's, yeah, good job, I mean, you should be able to do that. And then when a man does it, it's like a fucking miracle. Like, how on earth did he grace us with this delicious spread? And that gets really frustrating as a woman in a heterosexual relationship. I remember the first time that I really cooked a huge course meal. There was definitely like a salad or soup situation. And then like, I think I did some kind of vegetable dish as a side. And then I had a chicken caprese or caprese. I'm so sorry, Italians. I'm 100% mispronouncing that. Uh, and Or Mediterranean. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not a professional cook or chef or anything. And then I, of course, had like a really cute little dessert. I love making cute little desserts and appetizers and things like that. Tea parties are kind of my jam. Finger sandwiches, jams. I love it. And when I was making this meal, I got a little stressed out because if anyone has ever cooked a multiple course meal, it is all about timing. You've got to make sure that whatever is going to need to cook the longest is in the oven right away. If you need something last minute that you want to be warm, you either kind of cook it ahead of time and then heat it up in the oven the last couple minutes, or if it's like bread and you want it to be crispy, you do that last, and you try to think of what you can prepare ahead of time, maybe the day before. It's really stressful timing everything out perfectly so that when everyone sits down, everything is fully cooked and everything is somehow still magically warm, even though you're clearly not cooking it all at the same time. So I got a little stressed out and I remember him in, again, it was the early days of our relationship and relationships take learning, is that he would kind of come to me and be like, why are you stressing out? Like, it's cooking. It's not that hard. Like, it's not that hard. Why are you freaking out? And to have someone that not only gets celebrated when he cooks, but really at that point wasn't cooking that much at all, it infuriated me. Now, this is not a slam the husband's party. We're all human. This is just our own experiences, and those are the way I could kind of show my initial experiences. We are not slamming our partners. There's usually always one partner that's going to cook a little bit more, but it is most often in heterosexual relationship ends up being the woman, which is real freaking stressful when it is a working woman and a career woman as ourselves. And when it comes from a partner who not only, like my husband, doesn't like to cook, but really doesn't understand how much time and effort went into it. I remember kind of the first time he made a really extravagant meal, he got so stressed out because of the timing, like anybody would. And I finally had to go to him and say, hey, man, that's what I'm talking about. Like, cooking isn't easy. Even if you pick the easiest dishes, if you're doing more than one dish, it ain't easy. The freaking water could boil over because you look away for two seconds trying to chop up some vegetables. It is stressful. 
That is why working in an actual kitchen and serving people is one of the most intense jobs you could ever, ever have. Again, learning lessons for partners. Always good to learn. But we still had in the later days of our relationship this idea of I had an expectation to cook and that would kind of come up in arguments like, well, you haven't cooked me for me in a while. And and it's like, well, okay, I know that pretty much what men need in life is sex and food and then they're pretty much happy. But still, I, I work and I need help too. I want to be fed too. It still brings me joy and love if he's going to spend time and make food for me. When he would sometimes cook for me when we first had been living together for a couple years, then it definitely became a little bit more funny because he would struggle a little bit. And so it went from him saying, oh, it's not that hard to him being like, well, honey, um, I'm just what 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 do you set the oven to for this? What what temperature? And I would just be sitting there trying to relax because when I cook, of course, he's just in video game land and I'm trying to relax now having to answer a million questions. My husband is a super techie guy, so eventually kind of maybe yelled back to the kitchen, um, look it up on fucking Google, you know how to do that. <laughs> so now we're pretty good at that balance, but it took a lot of years. And it's not all the partner's fault if they don't like cooking. It actually does take this learning curve to explain just because I quote like cooking doesn't mean I want to do it every damn night. Nobody really does. Okay, maybe my mom does, but that's, she's a rarity. Okay, okay, that's a rarity. It's the excuse. It's the exception. It is not the everyday. When I do cook, I I want it to be a form of love. When my husband cooks for me, it is this show of love, of look, I made this for you. And it is expected that I celebrate it and make him feel good about it. And I'm really thankful for it. And I really got, as a career woman, as an independent woman, I got really frustrated, especially as a woman who does not want to be a housewife one day, when I felt like I was cooking and putting in the effort and getting no praise. And I don't need, you know, my partner to kiss my damn feet about it. But that it was just like, cool, yeah, thanks for dinner. Or maybe not even a thanks and just like a shrug shoulders. I worked all day and I I spent time on this, on thinking about it, on making it, on crafting it for you. And a lot of times it's not really because I was like, man, I really want to cook tonight. It was because we had some ingredients that I didn't want to go bad and I kind of wanted to eat some more of a substantial meal. So I made something for both of us. I wasn't on one of my health kicks making some weird cauliflower crust pizza, and so Zach actually wanted to eat it, you know? But that doesn't mean it doesn't deserve some praise of like, wow, this is really good and I appreciate you. Women need that too, especially if they worked a job all day or even if they are a stay-at-home mom and they were taking care of the kids all damn day. That is not easy to cook a full meal when there's kids tugging at you constantly and saying, mommy, and asking for things. Not a walk in the park, folks. As a career woman, I really, I do like to cook and I definitely am a feminist and I am huge on equality and roles in the household being equal, especially with the situation of both partners working. That means everything needs to be shared. Sometimes Zach will do more outside work because I don't really feel like fucking weeding. And sometimes, you know, that means that I'll have to clean the house a little bit more. So there is still that shared experience. It would be way too stressful to make sure we're both doing everything together all the time. That's not a realistic way to run a household either. 
But while we're sitting in quarantine, we are needing to cook more. We can't just go out to a restaurant. And if you're like Zach and I, who maybe are a little bit more on the cautious side, we don't even want to DoorDash at this point. We DoorDash or Grubhub food at least two to four times a week, maybe. (laughs) We like good food and we don't always want to cook it. And sometimes we need some Panda Express. This is not an ad for Panda Express, but we do DoorDash that and Chipotle quite often. So since we are trying to not DoorDash as much with this quarantine for coronavirus, we are having to cook at home more. We spent a load of money on groceries when we were able to make it out safely and get our groceries, not getting so many that we left the shelves completely bare. We got enough to sustain us for like three weeks, maybe a month, if you're counting all the like canned foods and non-perishables. And that's really what everyone needs to do. Have about three weeks to a month of food. You don't need to clear the damn shelves. So obviously right now, we're trying to cook all of our perishables and produce first. That's kind of the goal. And so we are having to cook a little bit more. Lucky for us, we've been together for like six or seven years. So we have a little bit more of a good routine going now. And we've worked out some of those cooking kinks in the independent land of, hey, I also worked all day and he's also a human who can cook. So we haven't really had to say, you cook tonight or you cook tonight. You know, you don't really want to stress out with planning food too much, especially in a time where mental health is low in this quarantine as we're all stuck inside. My solution for you career women is not to start planning things out. I know a lot of us, like myself, probably love our to-do lists. I literally love to actually write to-do lists, not just like a digital to-do list on my phone. Love writing it down and crossing it out. It's something my mom and I share. We don't want to start planning every single meal or getting stressed out about it. It's it's not necessary. But recognizing and talking with your partner about, hey, you know how to cook. I know how to cook. Let's just make an effort to trade off kind of without asking. So some nights I'm just kind of eating leftovers and Zach's like, hey, what you eating? And I'm like, "Mm, that leftover food we made last week. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to heat something up then. And then other nights, we just both kind of get some inspiration and know we need to do our part. Again, this is because we have been together for a little while, so there has been training (laughs) on both parts. But for instance, I made a curry because I've had some curry paste and we had a whole thing of coconut milk and I didn't want the coconut milk to go bad. And of course, I didn't want my vegetables to go bad. So cool, I'm going to make curry. It's a pretty easy dish in that sense. If you make it like 100% from scratch, it's harder, but I don't. I get curry based from the Thai section, I think. I digress. And Zach is really good at making turkey chili. And so one night, Zach made turkey chili. So not only are we both cooking, but those make a lot of food. And so we have leftovers. Then this week, we've been a little bit more chill because we have leftovers. So I made some brownies because we can't just go to the gas station and get some M&Ms for him and Reese's for me and I need my chocolate fix. So I made some brownies because I have those ingredients in our baking pantry. And last night, he wanted to make something yummier with our potatoes because we have a lot of potatoes and he didn't want to just get some fries from the freezer, you know, save what you can in the freezer. So he made some homemade fries with our air fryer and they were freaking delicious. 
So in this quarantine, as we all have to cook more, it's really important to just kind of have those conversations, but not stress too much about it. Don't put stress on the kitchen. If anything, you should use the kitchen at this point to try to get closer to your partner. If you're lucky enough to be quarantined with someone and not completely by yourself, which is a whole nother level of mental health right now for a lot of people that live alone. If you are lucky enough to have a partner, work it out and make the kitchen a a safe space and a fun space for, for both of you. So one way that we can do that is Focus on cooking as a form of self-care. So even if you don't like making dinner every single night, make it more of a hobby. I personally do like cooking once in a while. It is kind of a hobby for me. So, you know, making the brownies was just a spur of the moment. After work, I was like, I need some chocolate. I'm going to make some brownies. And that was enjoyable for me. It really cleared my head after work. And it made me kind of refocus my brain on the world around me instead of my work. And that was good for me. Not everyone gets that kind of therapeutic fix from cooking. But at least make it kind of like... A ritual, you know, similar to when you're working, turn on some music that calms you down and lay out all of the food and ingredients that you need. Take it all out, spread it across the kitchen counter so it's all right there in front of you and just kind of start making this a ritual to yourself. This is really important for me, but it really could be important for someone who doesn't like cooking necessarily as much either. Zach is definitely getting used to it being kind of a ritual that it really can get you back into your head because you're thinking through something logically and then a lot of times you're just chopping up some vegetables and you actually kind of get to lose yourself in your head and it's almost like a form of meditation. So during this quarantine, while you're required to cook more, treat cooking as a self-care ritual. Honestly, cooking should be a self-care ritual always. It should be a hobby or a self-care ritual, not an expectation. It should be at a time when you say, hey, I've got some extra ingredients and I just need to put my hands to work on something so I can clear my head. So I am going to ritualistically set some ingredients out and make a nice dinner for myself to brighten my mood. Because when you treat yourself by making a homemade meal when you want to, it really can also improve your mood when you sit down to eat it because it is completely fresh and it is with love and you're not just cooking to show love to your partner, you're cooking to show love for yourself. When you are cooking this week, month, next couple of months, Also, make sure that you're cooking things that make you happy and not stressed. For instance, I'm not that great at cooking fish outside of like shrimp, which doesn't really count because you usually buy frozen shrimp already cooked, or at least I do. And my husband is a picky eater. So God for fucking bid, if I didn't cook the fish all the way and got us sick, I would never hear the end of it. So I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to risk it. It stresses me out too. So it just stresses me out way too much. So I'm not going to stress myself out during quarantine trying to learn a new skill and trying to learn a new recipe. I'm going to look online for recipes that obviously we have ingredients for and that I don't have to go to the grocery to get more, but also ones that I look at and I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. That's easy. For instance, the brownies. 
But one dish that I do love, that gives me the coziest feeling, especially in a time where I'm trapped inside and I'm looking for some self-care to make me feel a little bit happier in my head and warm and fuzzy, are soups. Any kind of soups or things you just kind of throw in a pot, which makes sense since I told you I made curry earlier. And one of the really amazing meals that you can make in this quarantine time is hot pot. So traditionally, a hot pot is an Asian dish where you can go to a restaurant and they have hot pot, which is so fun. I went to one in Salem with my friends and that's how I learned about what hot pot is. And it kind of gives that feel of if you would go to a place like Benihana and you're doing hibachi and so you're really all part of the cooking experience. It's like that, except even more intimate because you're all sitting around a literal pot on a stove in the middle of the table and you all pick out ingredients that you would want in this hot pot, which is basically a soup. And so you get a broth and then you all pick out your ingredients and then each person puts in their own ingredients into this pot and then you let it all cook together and then you get to eat it together. And of course you can just, you know, pick out the pieces that you want. You don't have to eat all the things that everyone puts in there if you don't like it, but it adds this amazing flavor. And this stems from back in, I don't know, I'm not gonna give you a date and pretend like I know the history of hot pot, but it stems from a community space where if people were maybe low on food or if people wanted to come together and they didn't maybe have a great recipe for a specific meal and they wanted to just bring the community together, each person would come from their house and bring the freshest, latest crops or vegetables or meat that they had bring it all together and throw it in a pot and it really became this communal meal. It's very special, it's very warm and cozy. So one thing that I love to make is a form of hot pot. Obviously it's really just me throwing stuff in a pot of steaming broth, but it's still kind of the same idea and it gives me that same feeling. I like putting in a lot of like carrots and bok choy, spinach, potatoes, things like that. And it's different every single time, which is what's really fun. But each time it's as equally heartwarming and healthy and hella easy to make. Another thing I'll love to make that you can definitely do during this quarantine time is something that honestly has absolutely no skill involved in it at all, and that's making pasta. <laughs> I freaking love getting some tortellini, like cheese-filled tortellini, and getting that pesto sauce and just cooking some tortellini with a nice bottle of red wine. Usually it's a Cab Sav or a Merlot, and I just sip that red wine and I watch the tortellini so the water doesn't boil over, and I just watch it steam up as I listen to some music and just sip that red wine in the kitchen for a good 10-15 minutes. And it brings me so much pleasure between the music and the steam and the wine. It's one of the easiest meals you could ever make, but I love making it. It's about the experience. During quarantine, your job is not to make some fancy schmancy meal. It's just to, since you have to cook, taking what you have from the grocery, working with your means right now, and trying to make it a form of self-care and a ritual that brings you to a happy space. So when you do cook in this quarantine situation, I also want you to make sure that you are fucking proud of yourself. Whether you're just making a pasta that takes 10 minutes 
or whether you still have some decent ingredients in your fridge and you're going to whip up a fancy lasagna or some kind of casserole. You should be proud of yourself every single time you make a homemade meal for so many reasons. You should be proud of yourself because you actually took the time to think of a meal. I personally had kind of a conversation with Zach not that long ago where we realized we needed to spend less money and cook more at home anyway, way before quarantine happened. But I hate having to constantly think of what to cook. And then I go to the grocery because I'm quicker. And then I and then I cook it. <laughs> and then a lot of times, mm, sorry, Zach, I end up cleaning and then I'm usually pissed about it. But I had this conversation with him of, you know, I'd be more willing to cook if you at least kind of tell me what you want. He is a little bit of a picky eater. And so I told him, hey, if you could just go online and do kind of the research, give me some recipes that you like. We have plenty of recipe books instead of including a really, really awesome one called Thug Kitchen that a friend back in Indiana gave me. Hilarious. Look up Thug Kitchen. Again, not an ad. Just love it. Look up some recipes, even flag them. Like you don't have to pick a recipe that you want tonight, but just flag some recipes in these cookbooks we have that I know you're interested in so that I can maybe pick one out because it is way too much stress on anyone, especially someone who works full time to have to think of the meal and then go out and get the ingredients and then also cook it. I don't want to think of the meal. Pick, Tell me what you want and then I'll make it if we have the stuff. It's way easier that way. So if you're doing all of it, you should especially be proud of yourself because yes, scouring Pinterest is super, super fun. But again, when you're doing it as a social media hobby, not when you really have to think of, holy shit, what can I make for dinner tonight? If you like cooking as a hobby, I definitely recommend asking your partner to pick out some of the recipes so that you don't have to think so much about what you need to prepare and you can just do the preparing and then you're both still having some involvement with the meal and there is still some equality there and reduce stress because the person who doesn't want to cook doesn't have to and the person who likes to cook doesn't have to do every damn step of the way and can already know what they need to cook without having to think about it or plan it the whole time we're in quarantine. So while you're cooking, be proud of yourself throughout this process. Be proud that you are making an effort to actually cook at home. Even though we have less options right now in quarantine, you should still be like, hell yeah, I'm chopping these damn vegetables. You should be proud of yourself when you present that meal to your partner and they're like, "Mm, this is tasty. Even if they don't kiss your feet about how yummy it is, You should be proud that you created a yummy meal for your family, no matter how big or how small that family or that portion size of food is. Not everyone is going to be as elated with your food as your husband if you are in a heterosexual relationship. But now we're closed off from them. They can't give you their opinions. So make sure that your own home is a comfortable space where you can cook after work or get help with your partner and cook together as an experience. It can be a really romantic experience if you cook together. Not always. There are definitely some dishes where I would rather just do myself because it can get frustrating when there's two cooks in the kitchen. I'm not saying that's always easy. And as we cook more in quarantine... It might be stressful to cook every single time with your partner, not suggesting that either. 
but maybe having more romantic date nights. If you go on a date night once a week, try to still go on date night, but instead it's cooking together or trading off cooking something special, like if you have a steak in the freezer right now, which we don't, and I'm kind of sad now that I just thought of that. So whether you're cooking together and building your romantic relationship, you can be proud of that. Or if you're cooking by yourself, you can be proud that you took the time to clear your mind and go through this process and do this for your family. These are the things that actually make dinner special. When you bring the community together in a positive way and that everyone in your community, which is right now just whoever the hell lives with you, contributes in some kind of way and makes it a special moment, makes it a moment where you both can use your mental health attributes to put your part into making the meal, what you're better at from a mental health and from a skill perspective, And you can come together and really spend this moment together for dinner, even if it's watching a movie together on the couch while eating, which is pretty much how we do it. We have a really beautiful dining room table that is like my dream table that we only eat at if we have guests because we just like sitting on the couch and eating our meal watching a scary movie. So as we sit in quarantine and you are working from home and you are feeling a little bit of mental health pressure and as you were feeling more pressure to be in that kitchen and have to cook more, yes, we should be cooking more anyway. We are humans. We can all do it. But it's still an adjustment period. So just think of ways that you and your partner who are both working can come together, be proud of each other, and make a meal special. Tonight, I think I am probably going to whip up some deviled eggs, potentially, because we actually have a decent amount of eggs, so I don't want those to go bad. And of course, we have mustard and mayonnaise and all those ingredients, so I'm probably going to whip those up if I feel up to it tonight, and if not, eh, I have the whole week until, you know, the eggs might need to be like, holy crap, do something with these eggs. So this week, I'm probably going to make some deviled eggs. I haven't planned exactly when I'm going to do it, because you don't have to plan that much. But just being mindful of our ingredients as we do have less now that we're in quarantine and just thinking of what dishes that I actually enjoy making that my husband likes eating as well. So just make sure that you are still taking care of yourself, filling yourself with good food and making sure that you are checking in with your mental health as it comes to meal planning and cooking together. We are in this together. We are working together. We are keeping our household sane together. So let's make sure everyone feels good about it. With that, a huge Women Crush Wednesday for making it halfway through another quarantine work week. And I want to send you off with a nice little mantra that I thought of myself a few years back. Not to disrespect Martha Stewart, she is an independent entrepreneur badass, but as we get into the kitchen and we want to practice cooking dinner as a form of self-care and not because of expectation, please take my quote as a mantra that when you are looking over your ingredients to say, you know what? Not today, Martha Stewart. You are not required to cook from scratch. You are not required to cook every single night. You cook when you need to, when you want to, when it's going to be beneficial to your mental health and your family and maybe your nutrition. (laughs) But feel free to look at yourself and say, hey, what are these expectations? Not today, Martha Stewart. That concludes our episode of Bitch Prince for this week. And until next week, ladies, make sure to continue to leave your mark.